at the same time, baby. A girl has no name. (laughs) (laughs) That's rock and roll, baby. Welcome to our podcast. This is Helter Seltzer. Um, We are going to talk about true crime, and this week we're going to discuss the Sodder children. All right, so this is the case of the children who went up in smoke. So this takes place in Fayetteville, West Virginia, on Christmas Eve, 1945. Um, So there's the parents, George and Jenny Sauter. They were both um, Italian immigrants. They came over from Italy when they were children. They met in America and got married and they had 10 children, which is a lot, even for the 40s. Whoa, my dream. That is your dream. You want to have a whole baseball team or something, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. There was... John, who was 23, um, Joe, who I'm not sure how old he was, but he was the one who was away at war, so he doesn't get mentioned a whole lot. Um, then there was Marion, who was 17, George Jr., who was 16, Maurice, who was 14, Martha Lee, who was 12, Louis or Louis, I'm not sure, who was nine, and he was like days away from his 10th birthday. There was Jenny, who was eight, Betty, who was five, and then Sylvia, who was two. So it's Christmas Eve. We got a shit ton of kids in the house. It's a, it's a great night. We're having a good time. And um, Marion, who's the oldest sister, had just gotten a job in town and she had actually like surprised her younger sisters with gifts. And they were like really excited. And they're like, mom, dad, can we stay up? Whatever. The two oldest boys, John and George Jr. had already gone to bed because they were working with their dad all day and they were just exhausted. Um, So it's like around 10 p.m. and they're like, mom, can we stay up? And they're like, sure. Um, But you have to do your chores. And she's just like, like, not like, you know, clean the floors, but they're like, they had to like feed like the chickens or something and like something outside that they were just like, make sure you do that before you go to bed. Real quick, pretty easy. Um, And then Jenny goes upstairs and goes to bed. She gets awoken by a phone call downstairs. So she goes down into the, into George Sr.'s office um, and it's this woman on the phone who is kind of, it sounds a little weird in her, like, she had a weird laugh, Jenny said, but she was, like, asked for someone who they'd never heard of, and there was, like, laughter in the background and, like, clinking glasses, and so she was, like, I think you have the wrong number, and hung up, um, which they later debunked that the phone call had anything to do with it because I thought I don't know I was like oh maybe she's trying to see if they're home or I don't know something like that but they found the woman she literally just had the wrong number but um imagine being that woman and just like dialing the wrong number and then people think you're a murder suspect or the next like 60 years people are like she was involved and you're like I I just had too many drinks I was drunk it was Christmas Eve I was having a nice night I wanted my booty call I don't know (laughs) like (laughs) happens to me all the time every christmas i mean every christmas oh so jenny's downstairs at this point she sends the phone she's like what whatever that was and she sees that marion's falling asleep on the couch and she's like oh that's weird like the lights are still on and the curtains aren't drawn like that was just like something the kids always did before they went to bed so she but she still is like whatever she's like they probably forgot so she does it and she's assuming because the kids uh their bedroom was upstairs so she's like the little ones all went upstairs to go to bed. Not, I mean, 14 and under, but like they had two bedrooms upstairs. So then she goes to bed. She gets awoken again at like one when she hears 
this like loud bang on the roof and then like the sound of something like rolling. Must be Santa. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Whoa. I just blew this case wide open. <laughs> Forget it. Shut it down. It's solved. It's, it was- it's Santa Claus. Wait, the, but like in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, isn't there an evil Tim Allen in one of the movies? <laughs> there, an evil Tim Allen is the funniest thing ever. Evil Tim Allen is regular Tim Allen. I want that on the record. <laughs> um, then the last time that she wakes up, there she smells smoke. She can see smoke coming into the bedroom. So she's like, oh my God. Wakes George up. They're getting like the kids that um, are like near them and just like screaming for the rest of them. Marion wakes up, who's still sleeping downstairs on the couch, and she tries to call, um, I don't know if it was 911, I don't know if they used 911 back then, but, like, she tries to call for help, um, and the phone's not working, and they all uh, run out of the house, so um, for the kids, it was John, George Jr., Marion, and then they brought the baby, Sylvia, and then the two parents are outside, and they're... I have a question. Um, so, did the parents see the children uh who were kidnapped like do do they see the kids no 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 do we we know that they got like did they get kidnapped before you think that's what i think honestly because i I just i I hadn't thought about that until just now i was like when i was like looking at all this stuff today i was like i don't think they were in the house at all like which i mean makes more sense because like who's gonna hop into a burning house to like kidnap you know it doesn't make sense but I think, yeah, I think that they kidnapped the children before and then, like, set the fire as a distraction. Mm-hmm. And also because whoever did the Maybe they didn't know how many kids were in the house, so they're like, we're just going to kill the parents. Yeah. Anyway, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We'll discuss that later. I just, I got, I just thought of that now and had to No, that's a good point. That they didn't, at no point did anyone who escaped the fire say that they saw the other kids. One, it got a little confusing because John, who's the oldest, said that he went and got them, but he was like, no, I yelled up to them. I didn't actually go in there and get them. Um, And also, so when they're outside, um, Marion runs to a neighbor's house to try and call, but they can't get through to an operator. I think that's what it was. Like, that's how like phones worked. You'd have to get connected to somebody. They had to unplug things. Mm -hmm. But it's Christmas Eve, so that's a little tough. They were too Um, busy switching the party, the party hotline. Yeah. Oh yeah, that lady got through no fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Marion runs to the neighbor's house. The neighbor can't get through. So the neighbor, I think, tries a different house. It's not working. So just straight up goes into town. While that's going on, um, George Sr. and the older brothers are trying to find a way back into the house. They, because they, they tried to get back in, but the whole staircase was on fire. So they weren't going to be able to get up to the other kids' rooms anyways. So they went to grab like they always keep the ladder on the side of the house ladder is gone and when they found the ladder it was like 70 feet away in a ditch and so like they certainly didn't put that there and i find that really odd that's always there so weird and then it's gone and then um they also tried to there was like a barrel of water that they wanted because they were just like desperate trying to like just like throw water on it but it was completely frozen over which i don't think was any foul play i think it was just winter but um in my opinion mother nature what a cruel cruel woman (laughs) mother nature said i will destroy these children with fire and ice then um george and i don't know which son but they tried to like because they were they couldn't get any help and they couldn't really get back in um 
And I know he, George had like cut himself, trying. he like broke one of the windows and was trying to get back in. Um, I think they were going to try and get help because they didn't know if Marion obviously had gotten through to anyone yet. And so they both like hopped in the trucks and the trucks weren't working, um, which could be, I know a lot of people think that they were tampered with, but it also, I, one of their um, relatives like years later came out and said like, what probably happened was that they were like in such a hurry that they like flooded the engines of the trucks. Like, cause I feel like if they were tampered with, they don't, they wouldn't become untampered with. So like you would have seen evidence of that after, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. But, uh, None of us are mechanics, so we don't know how cowards No, work. that's very true. And then what like, thought they were tampered with. Like, when I was looking into the case and researching, I 100% was like, the cars were tampered with. I thought that too, but I didn't understand. Wasn't the engine missing or something? Or was an engine block missing? or something? Okay. I don't know what an engine block is. It's the big, it, when you think of an engine, it's the engine. It's the block of engine? Okay. <laughs> the very same. <laughs> Whose fucking phone was that? I'm sorry. I don't know how to turn. Like, I literally don't know how. Do you guys know how? Yes. Do you not? You really don't understand mute. This is the issue. Just throw out Facebook. <laughs> so one of the things that was kind of weird about, or actually, no, I'm going to start over. Uh-huh. Other things that were going on while they were um, trying to put out the fire. One neighbor said that she saw the missing kids go by in a car and she couldn't see who was driving, but she saw some of the kids in like the back seat as the house was still fully on fire. Um, and then there's also at the same time, this neighbor who's run literally into town to just find the fire chief, find them in a bar or a tavern or something. And, or she or she was like, yeah, come with me. And this is weird. So the fire, he's the fire chief. His name's Morris. And he's like, Ah, I can't drive the fire engine. He's drunk. Is that why, though? Because I don't think that... I don't know. I just assumed that he was drunk. But then again, people in the 40s uh, did things when they're drunk all the time. Because that's what I was going to say. I was like, that would make sense, except I don't think people cared about that back in the day. Maybe he was, like, really blitzed, but... Maybe when... If you're, like, a police officer or, like, a... A first responder of some kind there's some sort of liability on the line maybe some law sure. or something but so because the vibe i got was that he wasn't allowed to drive and i'm like that makes no goddamn sense like what, your top guy should know how to drive they didn't, train, they didn't train him he doesn't have his driver's license his dad actually was the former fire chief he didn't have to train <laughs> yeah. the thing i read was i also got the same vibe that he just didn't have to like it literally said like he could not operate the vehicle yeah like so it made it very much seem like at all he couldn't drive the fire truck i was really confused by that i was like i don't i don't know if they meant physically at the moment he was too intoxicated or i don't know but i mean i think it was just because like he was drunk and you know when in medications they say like don't operate heavy machinery yeah i think that's kind of like a related i don't know I also think there was some sketchiness going on. Cause like if one of these things had happened, I would be like, okay, but it was like too many things. It was like the person, the firefighter who was on call. Cause there was still one, even though it was Christmas Eve, wasn't on call, like just wasn't there. Wasn't where he was supposed to be. And then he, he's claiming he can't drive for whatever reason. So then he starts like the phone tree of like, he has to call this person and they got to call the other guy and they got to all like rush over there. But the fire station is two and a half miles away from um, the Sauter house. 
and they didn't get there. So the fire started at 1.30 and they didn't get there until 8 a.m. Wow. Uh... 8 a.m. <laughs> what are you doing for seven hours? Jeez. They're trying and... to figure out how to drive the... <laughs> he was getting his license. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he was taking his road test. He was doing the whole thing. Like, oh, you know, you had to do so many hours before they let you take the test, yeah. and <laughs> he just keeps stalling on the road because he can't use a stick. <laughs> He's also flooding the engine. <laughs> I'm. I don't. You probably didn't look this up, and this is a weird question to ask. What was their fire response team like? Because, like, was it a volunteer thing? Because I know yeah. back in the '40s, it was really common that, like. People on in the fire station who worked as firefighters were literally just dudes with buckets. Like people in the mm-hmm. towns, like the bucket brigade was a real thing. Like my grandma did it. She was part of like the bucket brigade and yeah, dotty, beautiful woman, great, great at many things. But I did not. She's not a firefighter. She's so just maybe dotty. that was okay. kind of just dotty. Maybe that was kind of. It was something like that. Like they didn't have it together anyways. I do think that there was some sketchiness, like, cause that is a crazy amount of time, even with what's going on. But they were, some of the people had gone off to the war cause it's World War II or has just ended, but it, you know, they're not back yet. Um, and then it's also Christmas Eve. So they were understaffed. I don't think that's a reason to literally not drive two and a half miles down the road by some point before 8 a.m. Like, I could see, even if it took them, like, a full hour, maybe even two, given all this stuff going on, I'm like, that's just them not having it together. That's not what happened. I think it was weird, and I think, like, I don't know. But Yeah, um, this isn't some, like, small kitchen fire. This is, like, the whole right. house is engulfed with flames. And, and there's, there's kids inside. Like, inside. Yeah, and that was the other thing, too, was that, like, the house burned in, like, 45 minutes top. So, like, <laughs> I mean... What is the fire chief shows up at 8 a.m. Christmas morning, like, uh, morning solders, what's going on? Like, the house is gone. There's nothing. Like, what, what are you doing? He's like, where's the fire? Yeah, I thought you guys said there where's was the fire. house? So the house is burned down. It's the next day. Um, because it wasn't enough that they took eight hours to get there. The fire department does this totally rushed, awful search that later, like, people who now work for that fire department are kind of like... That wasn't good. That wasn't whatever they did. Because they were like done by 10 a.m. They're like, ah, no bodies. And then they said that the fire was caused by faulty wiring and um, that it had burned like so hot that all the kids were just incinerated. Every last one of them. Which makes no fucking sense. Especially if you consider that before in, um, which daughter was it? Who was giving the testimony? Uh, Whatever daughter it was, whoever she was, Marion. Sure. There are too many to handle, too many names to remember. But she had said, like, oh, their lights were on or something, right? Yes. So that was a big part of it, was that one, like, when Jenny came downstairs, she's the mom, um, she saw that all the lights were on. That was, like, and she noticed it because she was, like, oh, those should be off and, like, went and shut them off. And all of the people who got out of the fire said that they saw, like, the Christmas lights were still on. So it wasn't faulty wiring, because none of... There what a sight down. that would have been, though. Like, the like a of scariest... That, like, oh, I can't imagine. Ever. I can't Christmas imagine. And then, did. like, Christmas is just ruined for you. Like, it's a tragedy, like, a tragedy on Christmas. Mm. And... But at the same time, so many crimes that I have researched and watched and listened to are, like, on Christmas Eve. 
mm-hmm. like a weird amount happen on Christmas Eve. And I, I just, think it's just because like, time. yeah, well, so many people, depending on the crime, like I think that either people are just a lot of like really careless around the holidays, depending on what crime it is, like uh, really negligent around the holidays and just kind of like, you know, they're not on, on their best. They're not their best. Well, they but should also, be like, because Santa's coming. He's coming. He's gonna find out if you're naughty or nice. And roll down your roof. Santa was real, but this fire killed him. So <laughs> they did find one little red hat, <laughs> and they had immediately had it. And they were like, "The children can't know. The family can't know." Okay, so not obviously with Santa Claus, but they actually supposedly did do that. The fire chief said that they did find remains, and he didn't want to tell the family and upset them. Which, again, no sense. That does not make sense. And then later, which I will come back to this, but he also went on to say that he found a human heart in the house or in the remains and buried it in a box and just where, where the house used to be. And when wait, they, who, who buried this? Who, who the buried fire this? chief, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And Morris. Morris. I don't like him. Bad name. Sorry to all the Morrises out there, but bad name. But um, yeah, so later when they had hired a, a private detective, um, he convinced him to like show him where the box was buried and they dug it up and he brought it to like a, I think like a pathologist or something like that. And they open up the box and they're like, this is a beef liver. And it's, I mean, they didn't even try to burn it to make it look like, like it was straight up just a cow liver. It was even in, the, it was in like the, the styrofoam packaging with the it had sale a price sticker tag on, on it. it. it yeah. <laughs> also, like, why would you think that would work? I feel like a cow liver would be huge. Exactly. And then also, like, the fact that, first of all, cow liver doesn't, like, livers don't look like human hearts. But also, the fact that he thought he could, or I'm not assuming what happened here, but the fact that like they said that all of the remains burned up so that's you're to assume that that includes bones so it would include your heart exactly and like Mm -hmm. you're telling me bones which people you know archaeologists find dinosaur bones from millions of years ago that last time that like withstand time but this human heart is pristine Interesting. And they didn't have Google. I feel like I would have Googled what a human heart looked like and tried right. to do a comparison. But what is this, 1940? 46? 45? Yeah, I don't know about all people that. People knew anatomy. I don't know. Not everyone, but like you could, uh, books existed. Yeah. Almanacs? Also, glossaries? Like, no, glossaries. When, I mean, it. try the cow heart, maybe. Like, I don't know, figure it out. But you know he went down to like his local market and was like, this'll solve it. They'll stop asking questions. He asked for a cow heart and they're like, oh, man, we only got a liver. Oh, that'll do. That'll do. Perfect. <laughs> oh, you say that's cheaper? Toss it in. <laughs> Toss it in the basket. Okay. So a lot of suspicious activity happened leading up to the fire a couple months before. And this is probably the one that everybody knows, but uh, an insurance salesman came to the house and was real pushy and wanted that sale. And when he was, but it's clear it wasn't gonna work out. He became super enraged and started like screaming and was like, your goddamn house is going up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You are going to be paid for the dirty remarks you have made, you've been making about Mussolini. Which 
is like too much, even if he didn't set them on fire. Like if someone yelled that to me, a stranger comes to my house, they're trying to sell me something, I say no thanks. And then they say that, I'm like, I'm not gonna be like, oh my God, where's my checkbook? Let me get on it. Where is, that, would, I don't know. where is that quote coming from though? Was that from George or yeah. was that, okay. So it might be paraphrased, but yeah, it's a bit much. I'm just trying to like figure out like, you know, what if something, what if it was something else and maybe George is trying to lay the blame on someone else? Because I, I feel like that's too on the nose for someone yeah. to even say out loud. Yeah. Even if you're planning on it or related to like the crime that's going to occur. Like, I feel like you, if you were going to pull off that sort of thing, you wouldn't just let the cat right out of that bag. And then another person had gone to their house um, after that. And he was there to do something else, but he was like out back and saw this little like fuse box and everything. And was like, oh, that's going to start a fire someday. And George thought that was super weird because they had just had the house rewired, like, because they had just put something, some new appliance in. Um, But he's like, okay. And he like called um, like an electric company or something, had them come out, check it out. They're like, nope, it's perfectly safe. It's fine. So when they tried to come back and say like months later, oh, it's faulty wiring. They're like, we just had this checked out and it was perfectly fine. Did they investigate these two, these two guys? They did. We're and like I'm on gonna, their property saying all this stuff. Yes. So they, uh, I don't know that they investigated the guy who just came and said that that looks like faulty. Um, the, they did not properly investigate the insurance salesman and he kind of comes back. Um, In a big way. So at one point they did end up finding bones in the, like where the remains of the house were. And this was interesting. So they were like four um, shards of like a human vertebrae and they took them to be tested. Um, but again, these had never been in a fire and they were like fused in a way that like suggested that it was someone between like 16 and 23, which is not like the oldest child that went missing is 14. So that doesn't make sense. Um, and they, they think it came from, because after they had died, George kind of filled in the basement that was still left and wanted to make like kind of a memorial like or shrine to the kids. They think that the dirt that he used had bones in it, which I'm like, well, who the fuck was that? Because that's a problem. That's something I don't like. <laughs> that's just another dead person like, just right were they there. On, what if they're on like a, like an ancient burial ground? Oh, I don't where like all that. all the problems started. Um, so also when they had gone back to the house after the fire, um, Sylvia was like playing in the yard and found this like hard rubber thing like a small it was like a small broken piece of rubber and George became very convinced that this was like a napalm pineapple bomb which when I looked that up I looked it up just napalm bomb and I was like George I'm sorry but if this fell on your fucking house there's you just be obliterated the pineapple bomb's a little bomb so I was confused but um I still don't know if that makes sense but I I mean, somebody threw something out of their house for sure, but napalm was like, or like these specific things were just invented in 1944 and the war had ended like two months or three months before this happened. So I'm like, I don't know where you'd be getting them. It's not impossible, but I thought that was odd. I feel like it could be other things or it could just be a piece of rubber. I don't know. I don't know that that points towards anything specific. So you think that thing on the roof could have been that? 
Yeah, which is what they think too, because they're like, I think somebody was throwing things onto that, like things that were on fire onto the house. I don't really know where the fire started in the house, but they just been like a Molotov cocktail or something. That's what I thought. Something as simple as that. I was watching this thing and it said the fire started, and I don't know like how certain they were, but like one of the things I was researching was saying the fire started on the first floor in like the corner of the house. Okay. So, I don't know if that was kind of like a cover-up for an electrical thing, but... Yeah, I think that would make more sense, but I don't know what they were doing with the roof, but somebody was up there. Um, Oh, also, so if the engines were missing, or at least one of them was, that would kind of make sense because there was a neighbor who saw somebody, like, leaving the scene, kind of, Um, and he had, like, I forget what it's called, like, the Block and tackle? Yes, the block yeah. and tackle, which is like- I knew there was something about a block there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's like what they use to pull the engines out of cars. So I'm like, I feel like that makes sense. And they, he, he was investigated. He also was found to have like cut some power lines. And he's like, oh, I, or cut phone lines. And he was like, oh, I thought it was the power line or the other way around or something. And I was like, why were you even doing that though? And that never gets explained and he was not really invested. They were like, oh, okay, just cutting the power lines. No worries. You're good to go. So I thought that was odd. Um, Sounds real Schlitterbauer to me. It sure does. So then um, there start, all these tips start coming in and some of them seem kind of legit. There was a woman who, the woman who saw them going away from the fire supposedly that night. There was another woman the next day who said, she served them breakfast. They were with these two men and two women, and they only spoke Italian. And when she, she was, like, trying to be, like, friendly towards the kids, and they were, like, nope, don't, like, kind of, like, don't speak to them. Um, and she was, like, okay, got it. I, I'm just going to walk away now, because she just thinks it's kind of, like, this weird family thing going on. Um, but that was, like, the last um, sighting of them. And then there was, like, somebody said that Marion, I mean, not Marion, um, I think, Martha was um, in a convent in, like, some other state, and um, they were claiming that the, the family had been taken back to Italy, and they were, or they'd been moved to, like, there was extended Sauter family in Florida, which I'm like, why would your extended family steal your, like, that doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. Um, but it's really sad also because George, like, personally investigated every single one of these, like, he saw his he saw what he thought was his daughter in a newspaper um it was like a class of kids in new york and he drove to new york and wanted to like see if it was betty who's the five-year-old and was like flipping out and the parents refused to let him see her and they wouldn't speak to him either and like that he ended up just having to turn around and go home but honestly if i was those parents like I, I would not, I don't think that's like a sign of them being sketchy. If some guy drove from West Virginia to New York and was like, let me see your daughter. Like, yeah, I'd be like, like uh, don't talk to my child I would be like, ever never again. come don't to this Don't talk to me again. or my son ever again. <laughs> Completely. I don't know. So I would, like, I don't daughter think that's them. And I also, I don't know. I mean, I know it's probably like the 40s, the 50s at this point, but like, like you're talking about a little tiny photograph of a class of kids in New York that's in a newspaper. And like, I just don't think, I think he just 
thought he saw his daughter. That's what I and, think. And, you know, no disrespect to this man, because I'm sure there's there's a lot of trauma associated with this, but uh, the girl, Betty, mm-hmm. literally has some of the most basic features, brown hair, brown eyes. She like, literally. So many people have those, ca- that match those characteristics. That it's like, Absolutely. Well, it, it wasn't like she had, like, uh, she wasn't, like, really unique looking or any, like, she was cute, but lots of little kids are cute. I feel like anytime we say stuff like this, I feel like I'm gonna offend, like, family members by not saying, by, by being like, she looks average. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Not <laughs> average in a bad way, way but just, but, like, like, looks like others. Looks like other children. Yeah. So then, in, I think it was 1967, um, there was this letter or there was a photo that was mailed to Jenny. It was addressed to her specifically, not to the family, just to her. And it was a photo of who they think is Louis or Louis, um, who was nine when he went missing. And he would have been 31 at the time. Um, and they were like convinced it was this, it was him. And on the back, it said Louis Sauter. Um, and then it, it had lots of other random stuff. It was like eel, eel, like, um, and then it had A90132 or 35, um, which 90132 is a former zip code of Palermo, Italy. And um, a lot of people have a theory that the kids were taken back to Italy, that this was like somehow involved with the mob, especially because that guy was like, you're going to pay for what you said about Mussolini. Um, and Palermo was getting bombed pretty bad during 1942 and 1933. I mean, 43, because um, they had, they were like in a good spot. They had a harbor. And so like the allied forces were trying to like destroy their, um, what do you call that? Like trade options and like just kind of cripple them a little bit. Um, and so obviously the war ended at this point, but it was like a, a very unstable area. And the Italian government was basically like sharing control of this area with the mafia, which is never good. But um I, that seems to be like everyone's favorite theory that like they kidnapped the kids, they brought them to Italy. I don't know that that makes sense. One, why? (laughs) Right, why? I I understand that he said some things about Mussolini, but a lot of people say a lot of things about a lot of people. Yeah. And to kidnap these, like, is there something more about George Sauter that we don't know? I feel like I remember there's something being like he he was involved in government or something. Maybe it could be wrong there, but I thought that over in Italy he had ties to people. I'm not sure because everyone's always very sketched out that he doesn't like to talk about why he left Italy. Um, but also he was 13 when he left, so I don't know how much oh, shady shit okay. he could have got up to. It also said that when he left Italy. Him and his brother were on the ship, like, leaving Italy, and then his brother, like, turned around quick, quick sec and, like, went back to Italy. Not even, like, when they were on the ship, like, they got to Ellis Island, checked in, essentially, and he's like, all right, sounds like you're gonna be good, see ya. Goes back to Italy, just gone. He's like, oh, crap, my keys, I left my keys at home. I (laughs) forgot my mask. (laughs) I found that really weird, really weird. I just, I'm still, like stuck on the note and just what it said made no sense mm-hmm. like he said something like i love brother frankie little boys 
Yeah. I don't know what that means. Was there a brother named Frankie? No. No, okay, yeah. (laughs) It's just, the whole thing is super weird. I also don't know that it's him. I mean... I don't think it is, just because, like, the amount of... um, Well, we already know, we'll probably talk about it in a little bit, but the huge billboard they have with the kids, like, it's not an unknown case. No. And we know that in, in situations like this, there's so many people who like to send in false um, pieces of evidence and letters claiming that they're serial killers or something. Yeah. People who want to be assholes and, you know, get a little bit of attention. Uh, so I, I, I personally think it's that. Absolutely. Because it was like from this random place in Kentucky, like even if the zip code on the back is somewhere in Italy, like why is it being, who's in Kentucky yeah. sending mail to you? Like that doesn't make any sense. And um, I don't know. I just, the whole, how would you bring five children to Italy without anyone noticing? Like, that, I don't get that. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would be something that wouldn't be too difficult. Especially if they looked somewhat Italian and you put enough fear into them that they couldn't really speak or advocate for themselves. So I feel like people would just pick that. Those are the kids because they said that there were, there's a woman with them too, right? Yeah. So I feel like as long as you got a man and a wife, no one's going to raise any eyebrows because that was kind of the time period that this was. Yeah, but the oldest boy was 14, so that's pretty Well, that's what I'm, I'm a little confused because like 12 and 14, you can still definitely be scared into doing stuff. I just, I would think it would be really, really hard to control all five of those kids and to get them from West Virginia over to Italy like not not that people wouldn't think they were related but just that they could keep them all quiet and out of sight and like get them passports and like I don't get how that would work what if it why was, uh, what if it was the brother mm-hmm. if it was the um George's brother who went back to Italy decided I want some kids of my own <laughs> come back yep. to reclaim my family yep stole his uh nieces and nephews and uh maybe he himself had a son named Frankie. Ooh. There you go. And everyone knows that Kentucky <laughs> is the Italy of America. Little Italy, <laughs> that's what they call it. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also, I just, it's, I'm not really sure why the kids were kidnapped. I know there's no way they died in the fire. That's just insane. So- The bone, so I know I've read so much about, like, the bones could not disintegrate, and, like, there's been so many people saying that, but is that completely off the table? Yes, and I looked that up because I was, like, well, if it was the napalm shit, because I'm, like, (laughs) it felt very, like, jet fuel can't melt steel beams again, so I was, like, okay, like, the average house fire burns about, like, I think, like, 1200 degrees or something like that, Um, and then even if it was napalm, that burns at, like, maximum, like, 2100 degrees and it would still which because like human bodies they won't like after two hours of being in 2000 degree heat they're still there and the house only burned for 45 minutes at the most so it just it's not possible wasn't there a study done where they tried to replicate um those results i know the mom definitely because jenny that's what i heard too five of your kids you're gonna kind of be fixated on this 
huge like where did your kids go you're gonna be yeah. trying everything to try to figure out what went down and I think I remember hearing about um she would get animal bones and do tests to see like do those melt in a, or do those disintegrate or whatever in high heat and she tried a bunch of different bones and then I think uh, a college tried to replicate those results too and failed mm-hmm. so like the, the bones didn't um break down or anything they just stayed more or less you know like cremated remains right or not for but like like charred bits and stuff like they didn't get vaporized no like they're still there there's still stuff that you can find i yeah it's just not and because like another big reason that they don't think that's possible is because like the a lot of like household appliances were found like burned but intact like you could tell what they were they were and like if those didn't melt your bones are not disintegrated like bones are really hard to burn Mm. so i don't know that i know they didn't die in the house but i don't know how long they would have survived because like i just i don't know why you would take them if you're not going to extort money for them and you're just trying to get revenge you'd probably just kill them i would think yeah I don't think you bother all the money and time of taking care of them and bringing them back to Italy. Like, for what? To do what? Are they your kids have, now? Have we ever considered, and again, this is just, I like to just think of theories, crazy theories, not quite aliens, and that's not, that's not the realm I'm thinking of, but, like, what if the children decided to leave on their own? Not saying that the kids set the fire, like, what if George was not a good dude? What if it was George? What if George did something? And they tried to, like, escape the the clutches of an abusive household or something. Because I'm just saying the two oldest were old enough to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Not, like, old, old, but, you know, mid-teens? 20s. 20s, right. You're, well, I meant, like, the the... Kids oh, the missing kids? Yeah, they're yeah, the missing kids. Well. So, like, is there a possibility maybe they escaped the house and maybe George did something, burnt the house down to cover something up or something? But it is like Christmas, though. Like, it is the kids. Perfect were- time. No one will expect it. <laughs> I was also thinking that in order for nobody in the house to get alarmed or wake up, from someone coming in and kidnapping them, which is, like, a huge thing. Like, no one made a ruckus if someone kidnapped them, right? Like, in the house. Then the kids might have left on their, like, free will and stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, if they were excited about opening gifts, like, their yeah. sister's gifts. If you're like- going to run away, you're not going to do it on Christmas. Especially, well, like, you're not going to also bring your five-year-old sister with you because she's going to be a pain in the ass. Like, there's no way. And I also think, I think they left on their own free will because I think they went out to do their chores, which are outside, like on the little farm area. And I think that's when somebody grabbed them. But I still don't know why. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's also like, and it was late and like it was Christmas Eve. Like, well, I, yeah. like do we know, I thought they opened up their presents on Christmas Eve. I think some they opened of some of them. I don't know if they opened all of them, but I don't. Because I know that was a very popular thing to do. Sure. It was only yesteryears where oh, well, a lot of people will have Christmas, like full, full-blown full Christmas on Christmas Eve. And those people shouldn't be trusted, but I digress. 
Where would they go? They're a bunch of children. There was well, a I mean, theory that someone saw a car with a but with all, all the kids yeah. in the back of the car. And uh, I don't know how well that upholds because during my research, I think I read that a long time ago. And then now re-researching it, no one said anything about it. So um, I don't know. Where I, I think someone it. would like that. I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't really... If a, if a car drives by my house, I'm not like, oh, who's in there? What's up? Yeah. Where are you going? Well, also, I think she was outside because the house was on fire, which I'm like, oh. I, I like, that to me, that, like, particular tip doesn't make a ton of sense, even though, like, obviously somebody took them somewhere, but... Yeah, you wouldn't just be rolling by the fire. Yeah, you're gonna be gone way before the fire. Like, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Wouldn't just be rolling on by with your truck full of kids. No, and by as people the start coming out of the house and like neighbors start coming over, you're like, time to go. Yeah. Well, you're really a, like a huge asshole kidnapper, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, zig, well, zig, zag, I'll go right behind you like in a cartoon. You won't even see it coming. <laughs> you know, in um, Umbrella Academy where Vanya and Five That's have each other. What? Yeah. That was immediately what I thought of when we started talking <laughs> about the case. I was like, but honestly that's why this case is fucking just so fascinating because i'm like i have no idea what actually happened i just know they didn't die in the fire do we know if the private investigator that they hired found anything a little bit more sustainable so the first one that they hired in my opinion took off with the money and just like restarted his business elsewhere i don't know if that's true tinsley no, C.C. Tinsley's the good guy. Oh, you're right. <laughs> of course, it's a good guy name, Sarah. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> he he was the one who got um, the fire chief to be like, can you show me the human heart that you think that you found? <laughs> um, I don't, I feel like he probably found more stuff, but just like, again, nothing like super substantial. And the case was so weird that, the FBI, like, when they heard about the case, like, had offered to help, like, the, I think the Sauter family reached out to them, but they have to be invited in, and the police and the fire department said, no, no, thank you, we got it. It's a house fire. Uh, oh, oh. Blows my mind. I don't know how you're allowed to refuse the FBI, but that was weird to me. Especially if you're just like, oh, cool, like, more help, but right? you're just like, nah. No. Take some of the burden <laughs> off of you. All you have to do is probably like give them your statement, which is probably written down somewhere anyways, and then you're good. Like you're done. I don't know. Okay, I don't so get it. Here's here's another thought that I had. All right. And I know this goes against everything that you guys have been talking about. And that we've been talking about. What if they did die in the fire and just all the investigators sucked? Because I feel like that's a common thread among so many things like this that happen in any time that isn't, you know, 1990s or later. Yeah. Investigators and police sucked. And mm-hmm. evident by the guy who decided, ah, oh, you know, beef liver, heart, same thing. Uh, so, like, what if they did die and they were, like, remains, but they didn't realize it was remains or something, something just like a weird happenstance that just was, that was caused by people being stupid. And just not knowing how to handle a case like this. I could see that because that is the most likely of like 
if they were in the house. That's the only way I can see that working out. But also when the house was burning, um, like they didn't hear any screaming from the other kids, like once they're all outside and none of them came to the windows. And the fire chief had said like, um, sometimes that'll happen, especially with kids. Like they will get scared, like especially little kids. But I don't think a 14 year old's gonna be like, let me go hide or and not scream once. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, to I mean, the little ones, if it was like a three year and a five year old, like that was it. I'd be like, well, they probably got scared and they were hiding and they're freaked out. Like, I guess. Well, how, how quick did the fire spread? Like, what if they were already, you know, what if they already succumbed to the flames by the time that people figured out what was happening or by the I time that. I think so because the other ones had time to run down the stairs before they were on fire. Well, those kids were in the attic though. So the, the kids who went missing were all in the attic and then there was a second floor and then the parents slept on the bottom floor. Or like the the first floor. The attic is the worst place to uh, it be is. in that situation. So like maybe by the time you know they were awoken by the flame, like maybe it started on that top floor or something. Well, I think you're. Well, one, I think you're awoken by the smoke first, like the inhalation of the smoke, like how bad it is. I'm not sure if that's true, but I mean, honestly, like yeah, kids are like crazy deep sleepers. <laughs> which is like weird I don't know but there's I would believe that theory or I would like be all for that theory but then there's just like all this other weird small stuff that also happened I really just think those kids left and went outside and never came back because I think that's why the lights were still on and they didn't do what they said they were like yeah we're gonna like because they did it every night they would shut the lights off and close the um curtains and I feel like they went outside and they're all hanging out it's Christmas and then because it the oldest one fell asleep on the couch, so she doesn't know if they went upstairs or not. And there was no response. Like, all five of them didn't respond when the people were screaming to them. Like, that doesn't make sense. Not one of them was still conscious. I just, so many weird things happen. Yeah. So Maybe, like, it was just the perfect, I mean, I'd like to believe that it was something crazier, but maybe it's just something as simple as a sloppy investigation sloppy forensics I don't know I think there's some sketchiness though because also when they ruled that it was faulty wiring the guy who was on the committee that like decided that was the same guy who tried to sell them insurance and told him his house was gonna go up in smoke that is also a weird part like there's too many weird pieces I don't I just I don't think they died in the fire I guess we'll never know we will never know but yeah, that's, um, that is the bizarre mystery of the Sauter children. And, you know, every time I think of this case, I just think of the, the billboard that the mom put up along like a big highway or something or in the oh, town. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the mom put a post, like a giant billboard that had been up for, I think, like 40 years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was just five pictures of the children. I just think of like that those black and white photos of the kids or black and white painting kids are even scarier in black and white man oh yeah it was very spooky and it was just really sad because let's say they did die in the fire this poor family is like they've never gave up never giving up and they're searching for something that like they're holding on to hope that yeah could possibly not be realistic and it's very sad 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it said um, in the mid sixties, uh, Mr. Sauter George passed away at the age of seventy five or so, and his wife um, died like um, almost a decade later. Yeah. Um, so and but like up until the point they died, they were trying to find out what happened to the kids, which is so sad. So this has been the mystery of the Sodder children. And thanks for listening. If you liked that one, you can tune in next week.